I worry that we're all kind of disconnected. Did you ask me something? Hmm? What? It's fine. Okay, good night. Titi, do you think it's good for you to live like this? Heads up. You're really not supposed to use your hands. Why is family meeting downstairs? Let's go. Can you help me with this problem? I'm kidding. You can't help me. No, I can't. We are going to make a happy memory as a family. I wish you could be me. I would love for you to be me for one day. I would love for you to know what it's like to be me. I would kill to eat a dozen donuts and just have it burn right off. Would you take a picture of my family, please? Everybody say Merry Christmas. Bed. You're in my bed. Why, Why am I in your bed, Mom? What is happening? That's me. Cece? Mom? Wyatt? Dad. This is a situation that has never happened before. I'm 17 again. I'm 13 going on 30. It's so freaky. What's wrong with Pickles? What's going on with Miles? Pickles is Miles. <laughs> What's my age again? We just need to get through today and figure out how this happens. Your dad happens to be the toast, and high school's kind of my jam. You stole my first kiss? No, I pulled away. You rejected yeah. Ariana? Dad! I can't believe I thought we could pull this off. Be a boss. Be a boss. Be a boss. Be a boss. What's my age again? Sounds like you need to fix what is broken. We've got this. We're walkers, and walkers never quit. Gramps! Ow! I think I tore a quaddy. More than anything, I just want you to be okay. We have 24 hours. If we don't figure this out, we're gonna be stuck like this forever. This is the most exciting thing I've done in years. Whatever happens, we'll get through it together. This is just a dream, and we have to wake up. Flapping. I think the dog and the baby are spending too much time together. What's my age again? Welcome to the potty swap. Uh, once again, it's our very silly podcast about one of our favorite film genres, the body swap movie. Uh, I'm Kevin Castro. And I'm JC. Mar- Wait a second. Wait a second. I wish you could speed my life just for one day. day. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> we did not plan that. No, no. And I have to admit, I made a mistake as well because I thought we were doing a potty swap. So I haven't gone to the bathroom for like four days. That's the potty swap. So I apologize in advance. It's a good thing that I just got the tushy bidet. Oh, the bidet is amazing. It's going to change my life. I have a feeling. The bidet made my day. (laughs) Do you have a bidet? No. Okay. But I used your potty in the potty swap. Oh. Well, for those that are still listening and haven't shut off their listening device, I almost said their stereo. Oh, that would have been awesome. Like their JVC Kaboom box. I remember those. Yeah, of course. You're the from disc, the Discmans. The disc, your Sony Walkman. That thing was that was like gold back in the day. 
But yeah, no one's listening to that in 2024. Four. I almost said 2023, but it is 2024. And thank you for listening. And hopefully you didn't throw your phones into the river after you listened to our last episode where we discussed 18 again. Uh, the secret that we you know, didn't reveal at the time is that that podcast episode is about two years old. But it felt brand new, right? It swapped with a brand new one <laughs> to, to keep with the theme. That was the plan. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it was fine. We, you know, I made a, a couple of edits there. No one, no one knew a thing. You know, they might have had some questions when we were talking about Betty White recently passing away. But yeah, no, it was fine. But we decided to try this again. We decided to keep it going. We decided that there is a demand out there for a, a podcast about body swap movies and television shows specifically. And we're here for our audience. That's what we do. We listen. We provide. We service. <laughs> we're still talking about the podcast, right? No. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we decided that for episode two we would kind of jump ahead a little bit and, and go for a little more current. We're, we're slightly out of the holiday season, but I think this still applies. It's, it's close enough. I mean, it's okay because this movie barely has anything to do with the holiday season. I don't even understand why it was a Christmas movie other than the fact that they released it sometime between November and December. Absolutely. So if you haven't figured it out, we are reviewing the Netflix original movie from 2023, Family Switch, directed by Mick G? I believe it is Mick G. I don't think it's MCG, because that's too gangster. And But Mick G feels too Irish? Or from McDonald's. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't realize that until the end of the movie. <laughs> Who the director was. And that's when I made my note of <laughs> same director as Charlie's Angels. Right. And I was convinced that Mick G was Drew Barrymore because of <laughs> how they portrayed her in that movie. And I did not enjoy that movie. Yeah. I mean, except for Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's a king. Sam Rockwell is. He's, he's the coolest. He's pretty much great in everything. And I'd love to see him in a body swap movie. Who would you have him swap with, though? <sighs> that would be tough. Yeah, because he's already handsome as fuck. He's can dance. He can dance. Oh, uh, I already got my answer. Okay, hold on. I'm going to think about this real quick. I don't want to go to... Okay, I think I might have mine. You, you go for yours. Fresh off his portrayal of Kevin Von Erich. Oh. From the Iron Claw. I would go with... I can't think of his name. Zach Efron. Yes, thank you. So Sam Rockwell and Zach, Zach Efron. Efron. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to go a little bit in the opposite direction. I was going to go with uh, another Zach, Zach Galifianakis. Oh. I I love that, actually. Yeah. Like, Rockwell is not like a, a cut bodybuilder guy like your... Zach Efron's are great because they are very different. But I, I find Sam Rockwell to be a very handsome, funny, articulate man. But Zach Galifianakis plays a real, like, schlub of a character but the fact that sam rockwell is kind of like the coolest guy in the room yes that that yeah yep i think they could really play it off well if they they swapped bodies i who do we have to pitch this to whoever's listening right now if you have a shit ton of money by <laughs> all means give it to us so we can make a movie <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much the long and short of it just give that's, us a bunch of that's money. my elevator pitch 
If you have a shit ton of money, give it to me. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, Mick G yes. in his filmography. Uh, you know him from Charlie's Angels. That's the only thing I know him from. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, he was also in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Okay. That was uh, the celebrated sequel where they could not get Bill Murray back and they brought Bernie Mac in as the new Bosley. Okay. Uh, that was a choice. Um, I can't remember much about those. I can't remember too much about those Charlie's Angels movies. Yeah, they were. Elizabeth Banks tried to do another one like a few years ago with the, it was like female empowerment movie, but Charlie's Angels is already supposed to be a female empowerment movie. That's what I thought. I never saw it, to be honest with you. I don't think I saw that. I, I know I watched the first one. I don't recall seeing the second nor the third. Nothing against female empowerment. No, no. I would never accuse you of that, especially since I'll eventually be swapping bodies with you, and I don't want that kind of heat on me. Um, uh, Some of the other notable movies that he's... He almost directed a Superman movie about 20 years ago. Was that the Nicolas Cage one? No. No, That was was Danny Elfman that was going to... Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. He He was working on his own script. I don't think they ever cast a Superman but he did not get. He was on board to direct the movie, and it just never happened. Um, Superman he, is by far the laziest superhero, I think. Like he, the, he'd be like if if a three year old, if you gave a three year old a project to create a superhero, what's his power? Oh, he does everything. What's his weakness? A rock that you can't find <laughs> on this planet. It's such a cop out. There's there's no. I'm really getting off topic. So no, go, but go ahead. but I think you know we we could. You know, we'll have to save that for our Superman podcast, uh, where we just talk about nothing but Superman movies and TV shows. Um, some of his other films, uh, he did the Terminator uh, Salvation movie with Christian Bale. Um, okay, I saw that. That one was, it was not the worst Terminator movie I didn't movie realize that was seen. him. Yep. He also did the, he, he, he jumped to Netflix eventually, because he did the Babysitter movies on Netflix. Um, the Babysitter Club? Not the Babysitter Club. Oh. Not the Boxcar Children. It was um, like a Samara Weaving. Um, she's a babysitter that kills people. And she, there was a couple That's of those. the worst babysitter ever. They're like in a cult. I don't know. It was. Eh. I would not hire her. Yeah. I mean, I would hire her, but not for that. Gotcha. But uh, he jumped into the Netflix world. He did The Babysitter. Then he followed it up with The Babysitter Killer Queen. And now. He's back here, back in the Netflix world with his original movie, Family Switch. It is a movie. I think the best way we can kind of jump into this, I can kind of go through the synopsis of the film. Just got to find it first. I'm going to edit this part out. It'll be seamless. (laughs) No one will know. Come on, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You son of a Give me my goddamn summary. I hate IMDB really fucked this over. Okay, here we go. The Walkers are a nuclear family of five. Mom, Jess, Dad, Bill, 16-year-old daughter Cece, 14-year-old son Wyatt, and 2-year-old son Miles. But when a mysterious event occurs at the Griffith Park Planetarium, 
The nuclear elements split and recombine. Jess's mind is in CeCe's body, while Bill's mind is in Wyatt's body. While CeCe and Wyatt try to navigate the impossibly complicated world that is adulthood, responsibilities, skills, fears, and ambitions, Jess and Bill must work their way through the insanely intricate network of rites of passage, bullying, soccer games, music parties, and romance that come with being a teenager, while all four scramble to undo the spell that catastrophically recombined their personalities. Fascinating. Was it? No. I'll tell you what, they're really burying the lead on the biggest what-the-fuck moment of this movie for me. <laughs> and, it, and I know it is because I sent you the trailer when we decided to do this movie. Yes. And the one thing that jumped out of that jumped out of me that I hadn't really seen in a body swap movie before was their baby swapping bodies with their dog. So the first thing that I thought of, and I'm probably dating myself with this, and I don't know if you or anyone else on the planet will recall. Okay. Tom and Jerry. Okay. They had every once in a while, they would have an episode that had nothing to do with Tom and Jerry and it was people. The guy was walking his dog. They got hit by a car. An ambulance came, and they had the blood transfusion, one that said person, one that said dog, and they switched them. <laughs> that was my first thought. Okay. I do vaguely remember that. I guess, so that's a, that's a cartoon episode from like 60 years ago. Yes. Like, it's it's not a new thing. When I say I date myself, like, I wasn't born around, like, I saw it in right. syndication. Like, I don't want anyone yeah. to think that I'm, like, 90 years old. But you're playing 80 years old. Yes. You're doing the real George yes. Burns. <laughs> well, I... Which is why I'll be in a coma for the majority of this podcast. <laughs> um, I guess, from what I can remember from Body Swap movies, I've just never really seen... This, where they the, the dog and baby switch bodies, and they just, it's not important to this family. I think, like you were saying, I think it was a huge missed opportunity. Um, the fact in that synopsis that you said the baby was two, kind of. Yeah, I, don't, I do not that, believe that baby was two. No, I don't even think that was a real baby half the time. Oh, the CGI was very noticeable <laughs> in, these, in these scenes, and it was... Uh, it was oh, just dropping my notes. It was definitely one of those things where you, you, when you say missed opportunity, I think you're right on the money. They could have done so much more with that. What if they put the baby in a kennel? I think that would have been perfect. Or like just the the different situations that you could have done with a dog inside a baby. Yes. You know, some of the activities that could have, I don't know. I mean, instead of a kennel, I guess you could have a German question mark neighbor watched them, which pointless. I have many questions. Okay, I guess we can kind of just dive in and kind of run through the the plot as it is, and we can kind of hit some things. I know you had mentioned that you don't have a lot of notes that you had taken. This is what I find fantastic about this because I get over here, I have this interesting professional looking little notebook it's a that very has nice book the the elastic that holds it shut and. JC has notes. And when I say notes, he has pages of notes <laughs> from this movie. 
I have never been good with notes, as my grades in school would show you. I have <laughs> me and it's just like my college career too. Like we had to write papers and everyone's passing their papers and they have like novels and I hand in one piece of paper <laughs> with like two paragraphs on it. I have about three quarters of a page. And a quarter of that is notes from a phone call that I got last <laughs> night because I didn't have a piece of paper close by. So anyways. I mean, I guess that again it shows the the differences that we have here when we inevitably switch bodies. See, it's going to be a wacky thing. You live alone. I don't live alone. <laughs> it's it's going to be crazy. You have kids. I don't know if I have kids. I mean, no, I, I do not have kids. Either way, I'm ignoring them. <laughs> I mean. Well, we know she's not listening to this podcast. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, one of the first things I noticed was that the casting of... Ed Helms playing Ed Helms and Jennifer Garner playing Jennifer Garner. I, I, I don't see how he pulled Jennifer Garner. See, this may be an unpopular opinion. Okay. I see Ed Helms as we wanted Jason Sudeikis. Oh, but we'll take Ed Helms. Jason Sudeikis is actually, I think, he's a very talented actor too. But I think you're you're right because uh, he, he can play a lot of different roles. I feel like Ed Helms only has two two gears. Yeah, he's got the nerdy gear, like I'm the nerdy guy. Yep. And then there's the asshole, like one that he can play, and he does that pretty well. I think I prefer asshole Ed Helms to the nerdy Ed Helms. I would agree with that. So I was immediately taken out of the movie when I saw Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms do a, a Christmas routine in their candy cane outfits, trying to do a, a family video with the with the daughter and the son. Just the, the the whole Christmas aspect just seemed very forced to me. Yeah, it's it's very forced because they're in Los Angeles. The winter and Christmas barely come into play in this movie, and. I think I was just completely taken aback. I think Jennifer Garner is too hot to play the wife. I feel like he needed somebody like a Maya Rudolph or a Kristen Wiig. Well, see, uh, I kind of disagree with that because I fully admit I judge people by their significant other. Okay. And I do not think the guy should be hotter than the woman. Okay. Personally, I I, I think that if you're a guy that you should work to get, you know, Check out your coverage, if you know what I mean. The King of Queens syndrome. Exactly. You know, family guy type of thing. Okay. <clears throat> um, so I guess I can respect that because it's one of those things, too, where it's like, if you're an asshole, but you have a hot wife or girlfriend, there's got to be some sort of redeeming quality somewhere. All Probably right. not the best way to look at life, but I never said that <laughs> I was a role model or anything. No, I think you bring up a good point, though. But one of the things that kind of pulled me out of the movie at the beginning and I hope I'm not jumping ahead go for it but I feel like the dialogue was again forced to let you know what was going on in the story such as oh I better do this now because I have this big meeting tomorrow oh God, yes and then the oh I was just listening to music or the uh we have the big scout coming for the sock. It, uh. it was just laying out everything you were about to see verbally as opposed to letting you realize what's going to happen. 
yeah, that was a that was a big thing for me as while I was watching this. The the entire scene um the day the morning of the switch before they all switch bodies where Jennifer Garner does lay it all out. Hey man, we got a big tomorrow's going to be a big day for all of us. You got your Yale interview, son. You've got your your big soccer championship game. Don't forget about the big interview that I've got for my job. And don't forget about you, Ed Helms. You're in a rock band competition? Question mark. Yeah, I I don't get it. It was it was painful. It, it was very forced. It was very forced, and the family itself is very cliche. Um, girl likes sports. Boy is nerd. Um. The baby doesn't have a personality. She's the boss. She's the she's the boss. Like, and that's what, the, out of all the notes I took, I I wrote that down. Like, jock, smart, boss. And I think that's where I struggled with Jennifer Garner being because she's the boss, right? But then they do that scene the next day where she goes to work and does a singing rap off with. The, yep, and the little dance off thing, and like, so she's also really cool question mark i don't know i feel like they wanted to do so many different things with this movie and they couldn't stick in there to one but thing. see i thought that was going to be the tip off of the old no it's me no it's not no look and they go and they do the exact same thing and it just never happened right and and they did that several times yes oh my god yes um also so ed helms i couldn't really parse this out because right now he's a music teacher in a high school but also, he used to be in a band, Dad or Alive? That's the band that he's in now. Okay. Which was Weezer. Right. I did, okay. I did notate okay. that. There are many uh, cameos in this movie that I was very surprised by. Um, but yeah, Weezer is playing the other band members in Dad or Alive. But at this, so at some point at a younger time, Ed Helms wasn't a, a successful band. That's what they were suggesting. <laughs> They they kept saying how he he walked away from someone who made it big. Okay, they're telling us that, but I don't see that. No, like he he's sitting in his car with his young infant child that he just restored. So he's also a gearhead. He restored the child. <laughs> yes, uh, nineteen sixty nine favorite year for baby. That's now very old. No, it was a, it was a, she was a Camaro. It was some kind of like very fancy car. Yeah. But he had just like, and he's like, I don't drive this car. I just sit in it. Like what? Which that was again, you're setting up the very forcefully. This is what's coming. How rich do you think this family is? <sighs> How they were extremely well off. If you look at everything that they have. Right. But on a teacher's salary. That, that's. And also, is she so she's advertising? She's an advertising exec. I never figured out what she was supposed to be. I thought she was an architect, maybe. Maybe parents died and left them a lot of money. I don't know because they're living very well off. He's restoring a custom car that he's not driving. Giant house in L.A. Giant house. The Public sun school though. That and the sun is on the fast track to going to Yale. Because he's a genius. He's a nerdy genius. I went to Yellen. It's very expensive. You went there? Well, I drove past. Oh. Okay. It took a lot of money to get there. <laughs> Tolls. I hate it. Um, This, I don't know. The entire, the entire dynamic of the family, it, 
Like, I know that they're, they're trying to get you into these cliches so they can eventually jump bodies and you see how they deal with it. But it just wasn't, it wasn't very believable to me. No. Um, you know, after they talk about all the big things they have to do the next day, but Jennifer Garner really wants to go to the planetarium to watch the alignment of planets. Because it's a Christmas activity? Was I thought it was Wyatt that wanted to go to the planetarium. Oh, yeah, okay. I think, I think th- yeah, so she wanted to do the, the, the photo. Fam- yes. And he and and that's where it got kind of weird too with the gypsy lady, but we can go into that. Rita Moreno as the gypsy lady? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so comparing this to 18 again, what I what I can say that I liked about this is that they had a very specific well, actually, they had two very specific things that caused the switching of bodies. Which I felt was unnecessary to have both of them. One or the other. Yes. One or the other. But they established that Rita Moreno is some kind of psychic with powers of some kind. For Christmas. For Christmas. And which she drives still, a van down by the river. Which still had nothing to do with the swap. Right. Like... And, and she even said something to the effect of like, oh, you, you don't have the Christmas spirit. But then the resolution had nothing to do with nope. unless I missed it. Nope, you did I, not miss it. I fully admit that I watched this very late at night, so I may have dozed off. That's fair. Because that's that's the way I sleep. I sleep in dozes. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, you're right. It was not explained. They did not. They did not really drive that point home. It needs to be one or the other because then the other thing is the planetary alignment of causing some disruption with the telescope that may or may not have transferred their souls to other bodies. They are messing up with the telescope. <laughs> if I recall, I could have. See, here I was trying to compliment this movie, but as we're talking about it, so if. It, Something happened where they all, they took the picture and then something happened, which why Jennifer you... Garner gets caught on the telescope and starts flying around and then the telescope breaks and a piece of the glass gets missing. Yeah, the lens, there's a, yeah, it, it's quite convoluted. They could have just left it with the gypsy lady. Gypsy lady would have done it. They, they didn't have to involve the planetarium or the telescope. They could have still kept the planets in there. Sure. But yeah, this this was almost as if like, if you're letting me book something by myself, <laughs> I'm going to overcomplicate the shit out of it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. All it needed to be was Rita Moreno saying the planets are aligning as your family. Or you don't have Christmas spirit. Yes. You better find it. Yes. We overdid it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we're, we were jumping ahead a little bit just because they were, were still establishing uh, all these alleged stakes of this movie. But, like, we, the son goes to high school and he's being bullied by a 47-year-old man, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't understand. Because that's always, in almost all of these movies, there's always that bully. Yep. Um, the, uh, the daughter is, okay, okay, let me, let's, let's break this down real quick. There's a championship soccer game that if she wins, the scouts that are there are bringing her to the big team? I, yeah, I felt that that was a very generic, uh, like, can you, can you not say Olympics? You can't actually, you, you actually can't. Okay, so that makes sense then. 
that it's kind of like the the whole if you say the word Super Bowl, you have to pay. Oh, shit. Oh, if you say the big game, (laughs) you you know, you can get around it. I call it the big lame, but that's just because I'm a real sports nut. (laughs) Pause for. But okay, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it was meant to be uh, maybe an Olympic level team. That's that's the way I took because you would think that they would say you'll get into this college or something, but no, they they were, they were very specific with their wording. And also, I don't think they take high schoolers. I don't think they take them away from their family for a that, year. That was the big thing where she's like, "I don't want to tell my mom, my robot mom. <laughs> I won't tell my robot mom." Because I'm going to have to leave the family. Right. Um, then Ed Helms is a music teacher. And it, what was the song that he gets his... Was it the White Stripes? Yeah, it was the White Stripes when by using the force. <laughs> Which I will admit that I, I kind of... That was the first part where I, I kind of legitimately laughed when he did the force thing and the girl's like, I don't know what that is. That was, I did write that down as well. Uh, she goes, I was born in 2008. I don't know what that means. I felt that on a very visceral level and it made me very sad. Um, earlier today, I was, uh, I opened up a Spotify playlist of the 1998 modern billboard charts uh, for rock music. And I was like, oh, this is classic rock now because it's 26 years old. Nothing worse when you're in the supermarket and you're like, oh, I love this song. And then you realize you're in the supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. If it's playing on B101, Oldies Hits, uh, I know I'm in trouble. But yeah, so I I did like that joke. That was a good joke. And they he got the entire band to do White Stripes. Okay, LOL. That's cool. And then he gets the notice that Dad or Alive has been welcomed into the competition for some kind of rock hunt. To get them a national contract? Again, a little convoluted there. Like, I have never... Maybe I'm running in the wrong crowds. (laughs) I have never received a letter in the mail (laughs) that says, you have been invited to win whatever national competition. Yeah, I mean, I don't have experience in, like, the American Idol world, but about 13 years ago 12 years ago um anthony green was attempting to get on an mtv reality series and he had to go through multiple interviews and i was interviewed by mtv as a character witness for the production to see if he would be a worthwhile contestant on the show and the hoops that were jumped through in order to get there it's not something that you just get a letter in the mail and being like you're in i wish (laughs) Urine, gross. Uh, and then finally, Jennifer Garner's character. She's a big, high-powered executive businesswoman. In a, in a business where it's still not quite sure of what she does. And she has a team of people that she does not let help her. And she does it all by herself. Yes. And she's fighting Although with... her team loves her. Right. Which, again... Well, I... Okay. Full disclosure. If I work for someone who's going to do all the work, but I'm still getting paid... I love you. You are my favorite person on the planet. (laughs) And I do love her rivalry from Paul Shear, another comedian, another drop in of a rant. Like the the supporting cast of this movie, I was like, damn, this is very, this is a stacked cast. It was almost as if they just called in favors. 
like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Can you just swing by the set for real quick? Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting to see who else drops in. I have a couple more notes of people that dropped in throughout the movie. Um, so, yeah, so we, we kind of already covered it, but the entire body swap takes place at the planetarium. Well, it doesn't take place till the next morning? It initially started because, as always, you have to do the, you don't understand me, you don't know what it's like to live in my life. And then, you don't understand me. My life's pretty hard, too. You have to establish that. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. I don't think they did an 18 again. They didn't. In fact, that was an entire thing that we really struggled with in 18 again, where they explained nothing about yes. the Switch. And, I mean, they, and then they took George Burns out for half the movie. So at least, I mean, again, one positive that I can say about this film, the, the core cast of Swappers besides the baby and dog, are all in it for the long haul. They, they hit, like if, they, if there was a checklist of body swaps, they hit all of them, maybe a little too much. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do agree with that. Um, I did, so, you know, they, they have their fight. They're all fighting with each other. Jennifer Garner almost dies via telescope. With the baby. With the Yes, she held that baby when she took that back bump. Holy shit. That was a dangerous... I mean, it was a CGI baby, but still. Regardless, that CGI baby could have got CGI hurt. Well, Jennifer Gardner is not a young woman. She's still a gorgeous woman, but I was thinking about that because she was in 13 Going on 30, another body swap movie, and like... That was a good reference, though, with when they did that whole scene, which I'm sure we'll get to shortly. Yeah, I do have all the references. Did you catch them all? I think so okay. but i wouldn't be surprised if something flew over my head <laughs> all right so they they go home they go to bed um one thing we didn't mention because this husband and wife are so like wacky and out of sync one wears a sleep apnea mask while the other wears like headphones which is interesting because i would have thought it was the other way around it should be the other way around but yes and i wonder if that was done by design though hmm. it my, could be my white claws empty And we're back. (laughs) This interlude brought to you by Claw Daddies and the Claw Crew. This grape one's really good. A blackberry? Blackberry, Blackberry, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. You can feel the surge. Yes. Claw Crew. (laughs) All right. So the next morning we wake up and this was a big note that I have kind of for the rest of the movie. It feels like we're really towing the line of incest in this movie. There, well, there's one particular scene where it really starts to deep dive into it. Yes. Um, I did think that the, well, the way that they did that initial wake up, the why are you in my bed? Right. That type of reaction wasn't portrayed as the type of reaction that it should have been if that makes sense when i have a night of blackout drinking and i wake up somewhere that i do not like how did i get here time travel the first thing that i'm thinking of is like even when i fall asleep on my couch when i wake up in the morning i'm like wow what am i doing on my couch i'm not thinking like how did you get in my bed like that's such a weird react that's not a genuine reaction yeah especially if it's your dad or your mom depending on the point of view also, like, those kids' bedrooms are all very, like, I'm the sports bedroom. I got, like, I'm in this filled with posters and everything. This master bedroom in this super extra large king-size California king mattress. And the fact that the, the 
CPOD mask. Yep. And the, the headphones, headphones or whatever. Essentially, the f- like that's not going to tip you off as if like what is on me. Like that would freak the shit out of me if I woke up and there was something on my face that I did not initially put on. Right. Yeah. No. Those masks are not comfortable at all. And we. So yeah, they have this weird thing. The the son and daughter, or rather Ed Helms and Jennifer Gardner in their kids' bodies wake up. They all kind of converge in the bedroom and they're all like trying to figure out what's going on. Like, uh, I, I guess it was fine. Their initial reactions to it, like it was fine. I, I don't feel like they really captured the, the terror of things. Yeah, I, I would think that if I woke up in someone else's body that it would be beyond traumatic. And because this, like... Okay, George Burns and his nephew, there's a little bit degree of separation there. Mm-hmm. And George Burns is really focused on fucking another 18-year-old girl. <laughs> because this is a family switch, we're really focused in on the fact that the husband and wife are now in brother and sister bodies, and the brother and sister are in husband and wife yes. bodies. And it really is something, Just it's a very light dabble, like putting your foot into the incest yeah. waters that just feels like... If this was a, this was a more of a hardcore movie. I'm not talking about a hardcore porn, but if it was just like a more of like a rated R edgier movie. Yeah. Um, I, well, let's. Re- I think if this was made in somewhere between 2000 2004. Yes. It could have gone in a completely different direction. There's also uh, a future episode. Uh, was it the Change Up with Jason Bateman and Ryan yes. Reynolds, which I feel like embraces the idea of. Just the uh, the idea of these other things like fucking and like all that was a rated R movie, so they really kind of leaned. Yeah, into they that. they could dump into it, but this is a, a made for the Netflix, right? For Christmas, I guess ish ish Christmas ish. I think is a really good descriptor of this. Um, they when they're kind of talking about this, um, what I do think also for a record here. This so there's three body swaps in this movie. There's the brother and sister, yes. husband and wife, and then the baby and dog. Yes. So that might be a record that we'll have to keep track of as far as how many swaps that's a really, are taken. I didn't even think of that. But yes, that's. I think that is probably the m- most swaps. As far as I can recall, we'll have like once we get deeper yeah. into the filmography of these these this genre, we may be able to kind of find something. But yeah, I this is the first time I've real. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of swaps here going on. Um, this was when they also kind of do their rundown of all the, uh, again, the revisiting of the, this is the biggest day of our lives, biggest day of our lives. And oh, this is crazy. I'm 17 again. And it's like, I'm 13 going on 30. This is one big freaky Friday. No one ever went to bed and woke up big. Yup. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I appreciated that. The fact that they started to reference all those other it's Other movies hanging a lampshade on it. Yeah. Um, I do wish there was so okay. If you do that, right? I wish there was a scene in a movie where they go and watch those body swap movies to try to figure out how to not do it wrong. Didn't they do that in the change up? Maybe I it's might been be a making that up. Yeah, it's, I haven't watched that in a very long time, and I'll, I'll I can't wait to revisit it if that's true. That <laughs> I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Where like if they're referencing all these types of movies, I love a scene of them just trying to watch it. Like yes. So leading up to now, once they realize that the baby has swapped with the dog, <laughs> I fully admit 
when the the dog escapes. Yep. My legitimate laugh out loud moment was as they're chasing after the dog and Ed Helms in Wyatt's body yells, <laughs> I feel like Spider-Man. For whatever reason, that got me. I mean, he is doing cartwheels and flips. And it might be because I'm thinking about like how my body feels when I get up out of bed. Like if I, all of a sudden all those little aches and pains were gone. Oh. Well, and then they did follow that up immediately with Wyatt in Ed Helms' body being like, I pulled a cramp. Like, I do feel that on a yeah. visceral level. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone's had the experience of, like, was that me beeping? <laughs> I don't know if anyone's had the experience of, like, your mind is saying you can do something, and you start to do it, and your body all of a sudden is like, yeah, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking? We're not on the same page here. I've never been athletic in any way, shape, or form, so I've never experienced that just because I couldn't do it at my best. I my Growing up, my parents had a stockade fence that I would hop all the okay. time, and I forget the reason why. It could have been that I had to hop it, or it could have been laziness of me not wanting to unlock the gate. One of those. One of the one of the, one of the other. Regardless of what it was, I made it halfway over the fence before I realized I should not be trying to hop this fence. Keep in mind I'm eighty something years old. <laughs> <laughs> but you look great. Cigar hanging out of your mouth. You were born in eighteen ninety six, right? Yes I was. Um the the whole chase scene. This I, this is where I struggled again, where if the baby is in a dog's body, it's still a baby, right? Well, and, and again, this is where it goes to that weird, it's a two-year-old? Right. That was like a one-year-old, if I like? If that. It was still in, well, two-year-olds are still in diapers. I still wear diapers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we just established you're 86 years old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like the to have the baby in a dog's body run down the street feels like that's a, a bridge too far for me. I mean, depending. Like, I would think that if all of a sudden I was like, I'm a dog. I can do dog things. Maybe I would go running. Maybe. Probably not. I'd probably just lick myself for a well, because while. Because then there's the scene where the dog... I don't know the entire the dog baby thing again. There's a lot of missed opportunity there. If you wanted the baby to escape in the dog's body, that's when it gets picked up by the kennel. Yes, or it should have been like one of those lost dogs were trying to find it throughout the entire movie. Yes, and then you do like a sequel, a Baby's Day Out of the dog in the baby's body. Yes. Oh, we actually skipped over the fact when the the lens that was missing. Oh yeah, that the baby grabbed. Yes, and you know what? To be honest, I missed that too. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the movie, I just thought Rita Moreno had stolen the no, lens. No, the baby scooped that up. I a hundred percent missed that, and it wasn't until the end of the movie where they the they pull it out of the like the little whatever baby's yeah fucking osh gosh bagosh fucking outfit. Fun fact: Whenever I'm getting up and my my body hurts, <laughs> I say osh gosh bagosh. <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. I say, okay. oh, osh gosh bagosh. <laughs> Um, so they were introduced to the German neighbor, uh, unnecessary character. Yep. And then he's just used to, to dump off the baby and dog too. And they do a couple of like funny asides. Which that's the thing too. So 
we've already established that swapping bodies is going to be traumatic. And especially if you're an adult caregiver who now has to watch over children and a dog. Right. For you to very willy-nilly, again, showing my age, (laughs) hand both over to someone who you clearly don't get along with. Yeah. No, you're uh, you're 100% right. And but then he's just there for the rest of the movie just watching the dog and and kid. Like when they all go to bed at night, the guy is still sitting on the couch, which is weird. Right? Yeah. Uh, and again, I think it was just sort of thrown in there as same as Christmas. Yes. Um, we, so now that they dropped off the kid and baby, they can go and try to live the other's day. Yes. The most important day of their lives. For all of them. Yes. This very specific day. Um, so I guess we can kind of run it down. Um, let, we'll start with Jennifer Garner. So she's got this high powered business exec meeting. Now we still don't know what she does. Don't know what she does, but now her daughter Cece is in her body. Mom goes with Cece to the meeting. That feels weird, Which, right? Yeah, that's it, if they had established that a little bit in the beginning. But yeah, when she just sort of shows up, it, it was. I I would think if if I'm working for you, and again, you're the best boss ever because you're doing all the work, <laughs> and you just randomly show up with your kid, I'm still gonna be like, you're still doing all the work, but why is your kid here? Do I have to watch the kid? I don't. Okay, you're still the best boss ever. Yeah, and then also, what time is this meeting at? Because CC still has to go to school. Well, that's what was weird, too, because Wyatt was already in school, mm-hmm. but CC was not. Right. Question mark. We also find out that Jennifer Garner's body is lactose intolerant. Yes, which they started to plant that seed in the planetarium. Yes. But do you think so? OK, so this is my question about body swaps. So everything stays the same, right? So I would think so, yes. Okay, so I guess just Cece's ignorance of what lactose intolerance is and decides to eat the ice cream anyway. Yes. She's just Which, sitting... that's a little... Let's put a pin there. Okay. Why do I not have ice cream at my job? <laughs> like just a random fridge, a freezer with filled with ice cream that I can just scoop up and eat, like... This is where I think she might be an advertising exec, and the ice cream is stuff that they're trying to, like, sell. I still think she's an architect, and that it was completely random that there was ice cream in there. Okay. And if I'm starving... Mm -hmm. At 6 o'clock in the morning when this meeting is? Yeah, I'm not thinking ice cream is going to fill me up. Well, I guess, I don't know. I'm not a big (laughs) ice cream eater, so... But you did just lament the fact that you don't have ice cream accessible to you at work. Yes, so maybe if they did have that, you'd become an ice cream guy. Perhaps. Um, so uh, Cece and Garner's body blows the meeting, literally. Yes. Which, again, I fully consider myself a comedy snob. <laughs> like, there's so many movies where everyone's like, this is so funny, and I'll watch it, and I will not laugh at all. But a good fart joke. Yeah. As much as I don't want to, and let me let me let me reverse that. It doesn't even have to be a good fart joke. A fart joke. Yep. I'm gonna chuckle. There's nothing wrong with that. Fart jokes are funny. Farts are funny. Yes. You can tell it to a two year old; they think it's hysterical. Twenty year old hysterical. 
80-year-old hysterical. Yeah. Farts are funny. There's nothing there's nothing lowbrow about it. I think it was more so her reactions. Like I don't remember what she yelled. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't I didn't write down what she wrote what she said either, but it was one of those things where I'm like, "Oh, wow. Okay. This is this is interesting." So, uh, CC and Jennifer Garner's body blows the meeting. I actually don't know the parents' names, so I keep on I know the kids' oh, names. Oh, I got it written down. I got it written down in my my two notes. Bill is the dad, Jess is the mom. Okay. CC is the daughter. Wyatt is the son. Okay. I have no idea what the dog of the baby's name is. <laughs> it's dog and baby, clearly. Ironically enough, the dog's name is Baby. <laughs> See, that's actually a great joke. That's a fan. That would be a great joke. Um, so jumping over to uh, Wyatt or Bill and Wyatt's body, he's a cool dude now. See, this is where I was kind of taken out of it. So previously, we see Wyatt go through this huge acrobatic escape to avoid the bullies. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, he seems to be ignored by everybody. Right. But then when Bill, checking my notes, yes, Bill (laughs) becomes Wyatt. And all of a sudden he's out there and he's high five and everybody and they're like, throw me the ball. Like that to me did not seem realistic. Also, this is the dangers when you, I mean, just, you know, some inside baseball to the, to the listeners that when films are, are, are made, they're not filmed in sequence. They're not filmed in order. So I would guarantee that this movie was not filmed in order, but there's a real there's a real tragedy in this kid trying to pretend to be adult Ed Helms. Yeah. And there's no correlation between the two. They are not playing the same character. No. You needed to at least spend a week watching how Ed Helms played this character and how his mannerisms and his, his cadence. And then when you become him, you have to really try to echo that. He didn't do it. No, there was nothing. And, and I almost feel like they shied away from that completely as well. Like you never really saw him as bill or the music teacher right it was more so like oh don't do that it's gonna ruin my life you can't look at this part it it, it was just he was more concerned about his life Mm -hmm. than trying to yeah do anything for for bills no you're actually you're, you're right about that because there aren't besides at the end of the movie where they go to the big rock hunt. I have a huge issue with that. But there are no scenes of Wyatt as Bill right. just trying to be a music teacher. The whole movie swap primarily is CC and Jess mm-hmm. and then Bill as Wyatt. Yeah. Nothing of Wyatt as Bill. Because to, to the credit of Wyatt as... Bill, he does try to get his kid laid. Or Bill, Bill is why. Bill is why. Goddamn. <laughs> Which, that's kind of weird, too. Yup. It goes back to the weird dabbling yeah. of light. Again, it's not his daughter that he's trying to fuck. It's a, it's a girl at the school that likes Wyatt. But there's a weird... There, the entire family's trying to get Wyatt laid. Yeah, but but even... We'll, we'll guess he's... Late 30s, early 40s? Bill? Yes. 
I would say late forties. And and trying to initiate something with yeah, I'm I'm gonna guess fifteen sixteen. Red flag, red flag. Also, while um, while teacher, (laughs) while Bill is Wyatt is doing the Yale interview, and then he's out in the hallway watching his dad do the interview. This kid has shown no ability to flirt or talk to a girl. So the second this girl walks up to who she believes is Wyatt's dad and starts talking, he's just kind of talking to her. Like, there's no yeah. nervous, like, oh, a girl's talking to me. He's it only, He's got a weird confidence being in Ed Helms' body, but it's not like... Yeah, it was it was weird. Uh, so, so, yeah, so while... Wyatt as Bill isn't really doing anything. Bill as Wyatt is fucking up the Yale interview. Trying to be too cool. With comedian Pete Holmes yes. as as one of the judges? What is it? What? Yeah, I, I don't... Maybe because I went to a shitty school. <laughs> like, I didn't have to audition. Had I known that there was auditions for college, I would have fucking nailed it. <laughs> Big song and dance number. Here's my here's my uh, scene from Guys and Dolls. Ten minute routine of stand up. <laughs> Pete Holmes might have liked that. Yeah, I I can't do ten minutes. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Especially um, younger me. <laughs> um. So then we go to the big soccer game, championship soccer game, and CC as Jess is in the crowd watching. With the alcoholic mother, another Which, weird side character. Yeah, just sort of, it, it's the best friend's mom comes over that smuggled in a bottle of wine. Which, okay, I'm listening. So to follow up with that, in the scene where the neighbor is talking about her and her husband, and they mew over what she's talking about doing, that Jess suggested to help their marriage. Is she talking about slapping his balls? I think I might have dozed off during okay. this part. <laughs> okay, so and now I can I'm tell regretting, by the look in your face. I'm regretting it. Let me check my notes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so while the game is going on, she's saying, oh, thank you so much for that advice you gave me about me and my husband. It's really helped our marriage, everything else. She then starts talking about the advice that was provided to her. And she's doing hand mannerisms that look either like smacking ass, but looks more like slapping balls back and forth. So hold on, let me grab my pen. <laughs> Artistic renderings here. Um, and then it, it freaks out Cece. In Jess's body, because she's like, don't talk about that. Why? What did my mom say? Why would she say that? Um, meanwhile, the game is going on, and Jess is a shitty soccer player. But then Cece, as Jess, hops the, the rail and starts to help coach, which I, I did kind of appreciate that. There was a line in there, too, that I thought was kind of funny with the... Uh, Parasite allowed on the field. Yes, because of an incident. Yeah, like she referenced an incident that, like, I do, I do appreciate that. Um, but then Jess has a chance to win the game. 
she opts not to score the goal and to check on the injured goalie. Which just, how did she get injured? That was just like a very random. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't a bad injury. Yeah. It was a simple like, oh, you went down. I'm going to score and goal. And then the scout just looks sad and walks away off the field. He's like, okay, so she blew the game. So now CeCe's pissed at Jess. So now there's two. Actually, no, we're up to three. My bads. Yes. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like I'm trying. I'm sitting here looking at it. Like it's just this. We keep on talking about it, and I'm trying to think about it in positives. And I'm yeah, just like, we're trying to justify it. We're trying to make it like, hey. Watch this. This is a movie that came out last month. It is yeah. a brand new movie uh, directed by a director that's had many big films. Like, there's no reason it should be this shabby. And the cast isn't bad. No. Either the side cat, the coach, the coach is a uh, fun. She was a fun character. Uh, this soccer coach. Yes. She was funny. Like, I like the little drop-ins from the random. Uh, comedians and other and, and Weezer in in showing up like the German neighbor is the biggest one that I have a problem with. Yeah, at least cast him with a funny actor. At least like give me somebody. Yeah, that... they they. I I just feel like they dropped the ball so much with that whole side plot. Uh, hire Will Forte to be the <laughs> the, yep. the German neighbor. Like I, I I don't know if he can be German. I don't know if you can cast non Germans as Germans anymore. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, we go ahead and determine that there's going to be a party tonight and going to be a big party. Well, that's where it got weird too, where <clears throat> the love interest of Wyatt all of a sudden has an interest in him and was like, Oh, I was hoping he was going to the party. And then the kids don't want the parents to go to the party, but the parents sneak out. I love the fact that she did the quotations. Right. To an audio podcast. <laughs> but they sneak out to go to this party, and that's when it gets really weird. Okay, good. Yeah, let's get the, let's get into this. Uh, let's let oh good catch. See that? It's like I'm Spider Man. We're doing all these visual cues on this audio <laughs> podcast. Um okay, yeah, let's talk about the party. Forget about the doggy and diapers, forget about any of that shit. Um We talking about the party, or we talking about the house while the kids are at the party. So I, I guess we can talk about okay. both. I mean, they're both happening simultaneously. Uh, the the kids as adults, Jess and Bill, inside their children's bodies, go out to the, the party. And then the, ho- the real housewives of Los Angeles come to the... To... The house. The house for girls' night? I guess so, but Bill's there. But shouldn't Jess know that the, every Thursday night is... Girls' night. Shouldn't she have given the heads so up? So here, I will, I will excuse that because I would think that if I woke up in someone else's body, that I would forget the fact that I had some other plans. Okay, especially when it's the biggest day of my life. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'll allow that, but it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. Um. So the, the Real Housewives come over. They then establish that Jess was acting crazy at the soccer game, and they're worried that her and Bill are heading for a divorce. Which I don't see how being crazy at a soccer game and divorce. 
yeah. But then it leads to at least incest point number one or two. Two. Uh, where the wives encourage Bill and Jess, who are Cece and Wyatt, brother and sister, to kiss one another. Which is all... Take, let's take the body swap out of it. Okay. You're with your significant other. Yes. Her friends come over. Mm-hmm. And then all of us are like, ooh, yeah, kiss. Like, that's <laughs> weird to me, man. Yeah, you're right. Unless it's a part of their fetish. It's not something that they should be doing. Yeah. It's just one. I don't know. First, go cook us up one of your famous platters of food (laughs) and give your husband some sugar on your way out. Yeah. And the Cece as Jess is like, well, you got to kiss me. And Wyatt as Bill is like, I can't fucking do that. Not only is that your your mom, it is also your sister. Yeah, there's all sorts of level layers. Level La- layer layers. Yeah, layers. So all sorts of layers of like weirdness in this now. And they <laughs> they go in for the kiss. Ed Helms, uh, Bill Wyatt as Bill looks like he's about to throw up. <sighs> I don't know if we want to leave this in or not. But go for ha- it. Have you ever? S- like seen the uh, Barstool Sports answer the internet? No. Okay, highly recommend it. But one of the the weirdest questions, like they, they what they'll do is I'll find like the questions people ask on the internet, and like that is supposed to be really tough, and they have celebrities answer them. One of them is your girlfriend and your mom switch bodies, <laughs> and the only way you can get them to go back is to fuck one of them. Oh no! And then you have to make the decision on if Which you one? if you fuck your girlfriend with your mom inside your mom's head there, or if you fuck your mom in with your, your girlfriend's body. Oh man, that is a Sophie's that's choice. So weird. Yeah, I mean that's it, again. This is not an R-rated comedy, so it's more of like a PG thirteen. So they're not going that far in that direction. But the same rules kind of apply. To I this would think whole so. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and it's your sister. It, that's that's what it is. Or brother, depending on which one you're. There's no with. winning for Wyatt in this scenario. No, I mean, there's no winning for anybody. But the fact that Cece is Jess was like, "Well, just kiss me." Like she was way too just like just you got to do it, which was weird too. Is that a McG thing? <laughs> well, if we then jump over to the house party that's with all the kids, which. What kind of fuck? I thought all of a sudden we were watching Project X. You remember that movie? Yes. That party I, movie? I don't think I ever saw it, but I remember seeing the trailer for it. Like, what kind of fucking kids are having a house party like this? So, I have to admit that at one point, and I think I've told you stories about Hell House. Yes. We legitimately threw, like... Ragers like that? Oh, it was weird. Like, it, it was surreal. Like, I did not think that that was humanly possible. It wasn't as big of a house. Okay. But, like, legitimately everybody, like, we're not doing synchronized dancing, but there was a lot of dancing in the living room, and I have never seen that in a party. (laughs) Well, now I'm very disappointed I missed out (laughs) on these parties. Like, that just, that's, anytime choreographed dance comes into play, because that's what this party also has, is some choreographed dance. Yes. Um, There is a bully, the 47-year-old bully, is it his house? I don't. I don't remember. I might again. I might have dozed off. Did Hell House have a full DJ set up? We had a stereo. 
Okay. That was about it. And the we, JVC cocoon box. No, it was like one of the the, the big, big ones. Yeah, okay. like the the Sears Roebuck. Okay. You know, which is funny. Put a pin on this. At one point, because we called it Hell House because it was haunted. Uh-huh. There was one point because we're men. We were listening to Magic One Hundred Six Point Seven. <laughs> And then we were in the basement one night. Like, we were listening to that during at night. And then during the day, we were downstairs. I think someone was, like, we had, like, a drum set down there. They were smashing around. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we heard all these weird noises that scared us. Okay. So we went running upstairs, and the stereo was turned on full blast, but it was on a completely different station. It was just weird. But let's get back to the movie, because no yeah. one gives a shit about Hell House. I mean, we could do an entire podcast just about Hell House. I would love to do that. We could we could do a, uh, a podcast about all of our crazy party stories. That could be interesting. We could that could be an off uh, off episode. Is the uh, statute of limitations? Do we have to double check on things with that? Um, get back to you on that one. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin in that too. Um, the 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 bully the bully fight. The only way Bill as Wyatt can fight him is with his words. In the in the crowd loves it. I don't get it. Like okay. Wyatt's already a nerd. So now you're Bill and Wyatt's body. I feel like you have to do something physical to overpower the bully. But they didn't really establish Bill as being a very physical. You're right. He's not. But then they're both just the same. So like it, essentially you need and, to have the archetype. And they be... always have some sort of, well, I shouldn't say always, but from like the mid eighties through, I don't know what year. But there was always that you're getting picked on, and now the dad or whoever's in your body is going to stand up yeah. for you. I mean, the I mean, it's a, it's an easy trope, yeah. it's something to and they clearly wanted to lean into it, but then decided eh, how would just just have them get your filthy hands yeah. off of her. Sorry, no, that's exactly it's exactly <laughs> what I think of when I think of any bully scene. It's Back to the Future with George McFly. That is the quintessential like standing up for yourself finally, and in body swap movies. I feel like if you have like a bully situation, it's something. I mean, even in eighteen again, George Burns as Charlie Schlatter, like he does a prohibition, yep, uh, party, and then challenges him to the big race. Like even though he's not fighting him physically, but yeah, there's always some sort of a overcome the odds. Yeah. and this guy just kind of overcame the odds with like a couple of disses with math. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was. We, bothersome but then it led to another choreographed dance thing where jess as cc and bill as wyatt start to become unbelievably attracted to one another again they're doing this dance routine yeah in the bodies <laughs> of their of, children yeah. and they're like i have fun with you i'm having fun with you man i haven't felt like we've done this in years which does prove the point that the world needs more choreographed <laughs> dancing in public situations. Listen, I'm all for it. I am absolutely all for it. But these, this husband and wife in their son and daughter bodies, they were throwing some vibes out to one another. But was there any point in the movie where it was suggested that they were 
on the rocks. Is that still a no? Scene? They were just kind of disconnected. They had that one scene with this the the CPAP mask and then the headphones, and they're not like all in sync with one another. But I never found them to be an unhappy married yeah, couple. Yeah, so now there's two different instances where the housewives are like, "You're gonna get divorced," and right. then they're like, "We're having a great time together. We haven't had this." Like, I don't know. I wonder if there's another cut of this movie that dives a little deeper into like a family. I hope they release a four-hour Snyder cut. <laughs> Snyder, the Mick G cut. Oh, it's the Mick G cut. I don't know if that's what he sounds like. I don't think it is, and I apologize. It's 12 hours long. <laughs> it's in black and white for yes. half the movie. Um, Cece and Wyatt, as Jess and Bill show up to the house to break up the party, and then the entire family does choreographed dance. Which, yes. Which has Jennifer Garner doing the... Uh, the thriller thing from 13 going on 30. She's back to doing that shit again. Call so back. Like, call back. Um, and then the family all loves each other. Normally in a body swap movie, this would be the scene where they would all swap back, right? Like Not in this one. There's more to go. Because the party gets broken up by the cops. Yep. They all race home and they all fight after just having a great time. And then the family all tries to go into their individual bedrooms, which again leads to a weird kind of incestual thing where Bill as Wyatt tries to go into the bedroom with Jess as Cece and she kicks her out. And she goes, not on your life, buddy. So weird. It's it's weird, it's right? So weird. It's uncomfortable. I mean, I guess it makes sense to a point. I mean, I've but watched it on weird. Pornhub, but it's not something that I want to see in my Netflix original movie. I don't know. Um, okay, so as we kind of head into the third act here, I know you said that you had some issues with this. All roads lead to the big band competition? Yes. So here it is, a national competition for the band and the song they pick <laughs> is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh-huh. And it wins. Did you see any television cameras there for this? I saw nothing. I I think I was just disgusted at the fact that this is a national contest. Because, again, I totally forgot it was Christmas time. Because there's really no reason for it to be Christmas right. time for this movie. But they start in full disclosure. I'm not a Christmas person. I'm not a holiday yeah. person. I don't like Christmas songs. I don't like Christmas movies. I I don't know. Like maybe it just made me feel cringy and uncomfortable. Yeah. But it was just again the the theme of the movie just weird. Yeah. It's it's slightly off kilter. Slightly like something doesn't feel exactly right. But this was also when like Wyatt's hiding in the bathroom. Yes, because he can't go out on stage and play because he overheard the kids saying that... His dad was in Green Day? His dad was in Green Day, and he left Green Day to be a dad for Wyatt. Like, and so the kid's just sitting in the stall fucking crying? Yeah, stupid Wyatt. Because, yes, because we, we did kind of skip over the fact that there's a second chance for um, Jess to win the big uh, marketing executive... Oh, yeah, we did skip over that completely. Well, because she... 
to Je- to Cece as Jess's credit, she realizes that she has no fucking clue what she's doing and unites her team to just do all of the work for her. Which kind of cliche of, oh, let's get the team. I don't know. I liked it only because there was a scene where one of the employees were like, you don't know my name, do you? Because there's, she's doing nicknames for everybody. And like she doesn't know your name because she's a 16-year-old girl. But I do feel like they had a lot more emphasis on Jess and Cece than yes. they did on Bill and Wyatt. Right, which is kind of funny that I'm just I glossed over Jess and, and Cece. But she does unite her team together, and then when she realizes that Wyatt as Bill has gone missing, they're both like, "We got to get out of here. My team has this. There, it's in good hands." Which, which again, though, was kind of just sort of thrown out there. Yep, absolutely, just thrown out there. Um, Howie Mandel is the band uh, guy, which is a, again a little weird, kind of random. Well, if you have Howie Mandel as the host of this show for rock, why not make it a big... Why isn't it more like uh, America's Got Talent or... Uh, I'm going to guess it's probably some sort of copyright thing. I guess so. They couldn't have the Olympics. So but, they, but they could have said, oh, you could be the winner of the next big talent. Yeah. <sighs> but again, that fucking song. The song was awful. If... If I was dad or alive, I'd be pissed that Jess and Cece and Wyatt all get to be up on stage. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So when they go to the actual competition, does that mean the entire family's got to come with them? Most likely. <laughs> like, there's some there's some things here that you're glossing over. This band is getting fucked over for this family. It's a, it's the Partridge family. It's not. It's no. It's, like, it's, it's not a family band. No, it's dad or this alive. Is dad or alive. Are they all Which, dads? That's, that was, I was just going to ask that. I, I don't see... Uh, uh, I can't think of his name because... White well, Claw. does Rivers Cuomo bum you out? I don't mind him, but is he a dad? He he is a father now. Okay. I do believe he is a father now. But here's what... Okay, this is where I'm going to come off a little pretentious. Yes. But uh, grow, coming of age, Weezer... Uh, the Blue Album, and then specifically Pinkerton, their second album, were two of the most genre-defining albums that I had listened to, developing my love of of alt-rock, modern rock, whatever you want to call it. And they're absolutely fantastic. Everything after Pinkerton kind of just sucks. There are some albums that have some really good songs on them. Like Green Album has like two or three really great songs and a lot of mediocre songs. Yeah. And then as they as it goes on, it gets worse and worse. A couple years ago, Weezer released a, a, an album of all covers, and it yep. was one of the worst things I've ever heard. You didn't like their cover of Enter Sandman? <laughs> that was on ECW The Music Volume 1. But here's the other question, too. How much street cred do you get as Weezer? In this movie. In this movie or in 2023 in general. Like, if we, again, so what, uh, the Blue Album came out in 94. So they are classic rock now. They're, it's kind of like um, if the Monkees showed up and started, like, singing. Like, I would rather have the Monkees be in Dad or Alive. I mean, I know know the Monkees are dead. 
I think they're all dead. No, Mickey Dolan's, I think, is alive. Didn't you know what? Have Mickey Dolan's be the only member of Dad or Alive. I don't know. Like, or get uh, Greg Brady and, like. Yep. Ha- nope. That, yep. Valid point. But, I, valid na- point. but now I'm quoting things that are like 50 years yes. old. So Weezer probably fits into that wheelhouse, and I'm just being bitter and grumpy about the fact. Because we're old men. Because we're old men. Yeah. We're not quite Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon, but what if they swapped bodies? I think it would be the exact be the same. same. <laughs> exact. No one would notice. They wouldn't even notice. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess my Weezer disappointed me just because I was like, man, they sold out so fucking hard. Yeah. But then again, like Rivers Cuomo did a music video with the Muppets in like 99. Like it happened a long time ago. I like the Muppets. Though. I, I like I the, Muppets. the Muppets. I love the Muppets. Great Muppet Caper is one of my favorite Muppet movies. But actually the Muppets, like the one with Jason Siegel. Yes. Top 10. Okay. Top 10 movie. What if we had a body swap movie with Muppets? Oh. Yes. Brian Henson, call us up. We've got a killer idea for you. I don't know if Brian Henson still does the Muppet. I don't know if he's still in charge of the Muppet. No, he did that that shitty... Um... The Happy Time Murders. Yes. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> Which means he's available. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> this shitty band competition... Uh, the 47-year-old bully is in the crowd telling them how much they suck. And then starts crying at the end? Because he really loves Frosty. Is, I don't oh, know. Santa is coming to town. I don't know. This song is shit. The song is awful. But somehow they win. Which just shows it's a shitty movie. It's a shitty movie. Then just as they win, uh, Jess's work companions show up to say that they got the big account. Which, how do they know where they were going to... Oh, well, I guess she did say we have to go find... True. But and she never was specific as to where they went. And then everybody comes. So the guy that they were selling to shows up, and then the big boss is there, and then he fires Paul Shear. Which, why would they fire him? Because he was against Jess. But what was his work performance before that? Perfect. Was he was he a written, great employee. Was he written up three times? What's the red tape? <laughs> what is the red tape that this company, this advertising slash architectural company has? I would be getting HR involved immediately. I'm like, okay, I'm fired. We'll see what happens on Monday. Paul Shear owns the company afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That's the squeakquel. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, one of... One of the nerds that Wyatt is friends with shows up with another piece of glass for the telescope. Oh, yeah, we skipped over that completely. Well, yeah, so there's been the, the ongoing subplot is that the glass is missing, and the, the people that fix the telescope cannot find it. That's the one thing that's keeping them from changing back. Right, and so then Wyatt off-screen makes a deal? I don't recall. No, he did. he did contact them to see if he could make it, but then... He wants his super expensive Pokemon, Pokemon card, Yu-Gi-Oh, which whatever. completely went over my head because I don't understand that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. If it's a Transformer, maybe I'll know what they're talking about. But again, we're old men. We're old men. This is this was not this movie was not made for it, us. You know what? That is actually a very good point. It was not made for us. But they do get their hands on this glass for the telescope and that so the baby had. That well, they get the first one from the nerdy friend, which did not work. It breaks. That's yep. Forgot so, about that. Yeah, because this is where the the whole scene where I didn't realize that the baby been hawking it the entire time. But there has to be a third act 
chase or driving scene where they have to bring that Camaro back out and they have to race to the the telescope. Yes. Before the planets align. And so they do. So they have to bring that Camaro back because it won't happen again for another hundred and thousand years. So here's my question. Why couldn't Wyatt as Bill drive? Because Wyatt doesn't know how to drive. So, oh, oh, no, you mean Wyatt? Yeah, that didn't make sense. So why did he make Wyatt as Bill? I'm going to guess they thought they would be pulled over by the police. Except for all the laws that they immediately broke. Speeding, running off the road, dr- jumping off of the highway? Yeah. Like, destroying vehicles. But we draw the line at underage driving. But it wouldn't have been underage driving because it would have been Bill in Wyatt's body. But if they got pulled over... <laughs> And they said license and registration. I mean, they're white, um, so they would have been I fine. I don't have it. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> if this was Tyler Perry's family switch, it could have ended a lot worse. But Tyler would have played every character. So I'm, it wouldn't have even been that much of a switch. I'm not hating this idea. <laughs> Tyler Perry? <laughs> Call, Call us. us. <laughs> if you got a shit ton of money. <laughs> um. So after the car is destroyed, Rita Moreno shows back up. Which, again, what's I I I don't quite understand the point. Especially if she was behind the magic in the first place. Why do we have to get to the planetarium? But was she? I don't know. That's the thing that like we're throwing too much in there. To this point, I still don't know if it's the planetary the planets aligning or Rita Moreno. Or is it when she takes the picture and says, Say Merry Christmas? I think it's her. I think I, she yeah. has all the magic. Stupid bitch. <laughs> you can tell why... you can tell the alcohol consumption as the show is. Stupid gone. bitch. <laughs> that just makes the podcast better, I think. There we go. Um okay, so they get to the planetarium. They immediately break the very expensive glass. That he traded his Pokemon for. His Priceless Pokemon. And then, oh shit, no, the baby has the actual one. Waka waka. And they all get up and take a photo again. Yep, because she shows up and she's like, oh, do you find the Christmas spirit? I love your impression of her. I feel like I can't do it because I'm going to make it. I feel like you're doing a very classy version of it. (laughs) I feel like if I was to do it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, I'm just glad they're. It's not an Asian like. Uh, there's there's a lot of horrible ways we could have gone with it. Right. So they they do the photo. Nothing happens. Oh no, it didn't work. I guess this is our lives now. I guess we all will live in this body, and I'll have to learn to fuck my mom in her body. Well, that was a question legitimately I thought of. Like, would they just divorce and go on on that? Well, not like divorce, but like. They would live in shame. They would, <laughs> but but would it just be weird if they were like, "Well, this is our lives, so let's go our separate ways." Somebody That's what I think I would do on a on, a, on another podcast that I was listening to where they were talking about body changes. There was a really great premise for a movie that I love. In the premise, the movie starts with the body swap happening like twenty years ago. So they already failed. They did not switch bodies. So the movie starts 20 years later with them 
in their different bodies and just living their lives. And then something happens to where they have to like think there's a chance to maybe swap back. That's really interesting, actually. Like, so they're they're used to being that other person. They've lived a lifetime in another body and now have an opportunity to get back to the how it used to be. Then the question becomes, is it even worth changing back at this point? This is the life that we're in now. I want to talk about this movie now. <laughs> this movie that does not exist. So, yes. you know, call us because we'll. If you got a shit ton of money. <laughs> Call us, please. We have ideas. Um, so they do wake up the next morning, Christmas morning? Possibly. I'm going to guess yes. Was, so when the movie started, it was three days before Christmas. So yeah, I think we are... It didn't feel like a Christmas Eve to me, but okay, sure. It's Christmas Eve. Now it's Christmas Day. They have switched back, and it's snowing in Los Angeles. Which is... Yeah. And no one has presents. Do they have presents? They, I didn't see presents. I didn't see any presents. Which, again, makes me think this wasn't a Christmas movie. This was like a last minute, hey, it's yeah. Christmas. <laughs> P.S. It's Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's um, a great name for a movie. Mm. <laughs> okay, guys. Listen. <laughs> so everything is pretty much wrapped up. Like the baby's back in the baby's body. The dog is back to being the dog. For no reason. Jess and Bill are now back to being, they're now in love with each other, question mark. They were already always in love with I each other. I thought they were. Um, Cece is happy. Wyatt is happy. Oh, then, wait, wait, wait. No, we, we got to go back. So now, not only did they win the Battle of the Bands or whatever it right. was, not only did they nail the, the job. marketing content, yeah. Or the possible designing of a building. <laughs> but the scout from the soccer thing was like, you know, we're looking for people with heart. Yes, he, so he knocks on the door the next morning. The fact that you didn't score the goal and you went back to check, that's what we're looking for. So at that point, Cece's already back in her body when the scout shows yes. up. So she immediately, because now that her, her her and her mom have bonded being in each other's bodies, brings down, she goes, I'm saying no to him, right? And... Jess is like, no, you have to go. Like, go. Which again, for, why do you have to leave? Go leave for a year to be a part of this international soccer team. Olympics. Olympics. Like she, she's not on the dream team. I'll tell you that much. Like, yeah. I saw some of those soccer players. They were not that great. But yeah, so so Jess gives her the Iggy. She's like, thumbs up, good to go. Go get the fuck out of my house. And then Wyatt gets the call. The girl shows up. Well, yeah. Oh, that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you are right though. He does get a phone call, off-screen phone call. But you don't get more Pete Holmes. It's an off-camera. Like he just gets the phone call. And he goes, "Okay, thank you. We're out of budget. We don't have any more <laughs> scenes to film. Got it. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye, guys. I didn't get into Yale. They said I'm not ready yet. But little did, because he was going to graduate early. Yes. That yeah, Doogie Hauser. Yes. Um, but Wyatt realized in spending a couple of days in his father's body that he really wanted to take care of the high school experience sure sure and then the girl that he's been crushing on that he almost kissed well that bill almost kissed at the party yes weird i we skipped that part and that's a little again it borders on weird and then wyatt gets his first kiss with this girl and i guess yay he's gonna fuck her someday hopefully with protection 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's 2024 now. Protection is, is a given. Okay. That is the movie. That is Family that, Switch. And credits. And credits. Well, you know, somebody told me once that the true... The true level of a bad movie is when you do outtakes afterwards. Oh, I disagree. You think so? Oh, Cannonball Run? Okay, well, Cannonball Run oh, is a classic. Oh, that just broke my heart. But uh, I want you to think about this. In the something few- about Mary? Okay, well, something Build about... Me a, well, that did the better... Build well, me that, a buttercup. that was an outtakes. Okay. Build Me a Buttercup was the, the after... I'm saying strictly outtakes. Like, oh, we're having so much fun on set. Like, well, I, I'm supposed- Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay, I like. Okay, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna back off on my stance. And again, it wasn't my stance in the first place. Well, who something- is this guy so I can tell him to fuck off? <laughs> I I cannot remember. But anyway, but we'll, we'll, let, let, let's go back to your original premise. These outtakes fucking sucked. Yeah, they did. And it was painful to watch because they're all giggling and having a fun time. And I'm like, man, this was tragic. But see, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, were these the outtakes? Or was this just kind of like, oh, let's... Now let's do a silly one. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It wasn't good. That's I think that's it what was, my... It was the McG of outtakes. <laughs> oh, the McG. Luck of the director. I don't, I don't know. I, again, I'm sorry. Okay, so the movie is over. Yes. Let's let's discuss. We we kind of for eighteen again. We kind of balance things out in our ratings based on a couple of different factors. So let's first let's dive into the. I think the most important <clears throat> one was the actors playing the other characters. <sighs> so on a scale of one to ten, one being uh, not very good to ten being tops. And like, where would you? Where would you land? I'm going to say two because they didn't really act like the other person. They were in the bodies. They were playing the roles, but I didn't see them as this is Jennifer Gardner's mannerisms. This is Ed Helms mannerisms. This is young person that I don't know his mannerisms. Yeah, no, I... I I probably I, I I don't think I could go any higher than three, and I think a big part of it is that I don't think they did any prep to say this is what Ed Helms' adult character is like. Actor that's playing Wyatt, look at this guy, really mimic him and learn him. It was just reading lines. Yeah, because Jennifer Garner as Jess, so whether she's being the daughter or the adult, they are not playing the same character. No. The baby and dog, I guess, were the closest thing to really kind of matching their personalities. But again, the dog would have been two, or the baby would have been two, and I, I still don't see that. Okay, so you're gonna go with two. I'm going with two. That's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to three. I feel okay. like I'm, I'm giving them a little more benefit of the I'll doubt. Allow it. And then, as far as the switch itself, so I think we've we've debated this a lot already. <sighs> this is where it's tough. Because conceptually, if you split the two of them up, if you do, is she a gypsy? Like, what is, is she a fortune? I I don't know what she was. I wish she had a crystal ball if she was a fortune teller. But that would be kind of, I'm going to say a five. Okay. 
the planets aligning, that's, I'm going to say that's a nine, maybe a 10 as to what causes it. The combination of the two. Okay. uh, Maybe a four. It was too much. Okay. I, yeah, I think, um, I think you're right, right? If they just stuck to planetary alignment, I think that's a solid, that's a top 10. That's a, that's a close to a 10. Like, it's a very specific thing. It's cosmic, and we don't know how it works. There's a time limit as time, to... We had a problem with 18 again because there was no time limit, right? It was just No George, sense of urgency. George Burns is in a coma. They decided to take him off life support, and that pulled the trigger on, like, a time, a time stamp there that they had to beat. This one was, okay, we have the planets stop aligning in three days. So we have to get this done in three days. So based on that alone, I agree with you. That's like that's an eight or nine for me. But if you're muddying the waters with the fortune teller and her weird mystical powers that may or may with not be involved. Christmas involved. Christmas spirit being yeah, involved. I, that was so fucking tacked on. Hmm. You gave it a four? I gave it a four. I'll, I, I think I could go with a four as well. I feel like, again, if they stuck to planetary alignment, I'd be a lot happier with yeah. it. The more we talked about it, the more I got angry with it. <laughs> like, I, I was fine with it at first, but once we started diving in, yeah. Um... All right. So, based on, on that, so I have my score there as a seven. So, I have, that's kind of my, my, for my movie. And then you had yours at a four. Thank God. A six. So, so a six. I was going to say, I did not know math would be involved. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so I, I guess if we base it just strictly by the numbers, I like this slightly more than you did just based on the plausibility of body swap. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I wasn't too, too impressed with it. And I maybe I was a little too nitpicky, but I think that they... Nap picky. You were napping. Yeah, I was, I was nap picky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I do think that you kind of have to rein it in a little bit. You don't have to throw everything out there. You don't. Stick to a, a story that works and um, do better, Mick G. That's all I got to tell you. Do better. <laughs> or call us. Unless you want to make a real shitty movie and you got a shit ton of money. <laughs> then call us and we'll make you that shitty movie. So this was episode two of uh, the, the Potty Swap. The deuce of the Potty Swap. The deuce. The, exactly. Um before we end things, I did want to throw one last thing at you. One of the one of the things I'd like to do on this podcast, it, just kind of delving into the body swap genre, is to even kind of throw out to you uh, movies, regular movies that would be improved upon if they were a body swap Ooh, movie. Okay. And this is an opportunity for people that listen. They can go ahead. We're now on Facebook at Potty Swap. We're on X gonna give it to you at potty swap, pottyswap.com, pottyswap at gmail.com. You can reach out to us. You can find a way to get us. If you just type in potty swap, you'll find us. But you maybe you can engage with us too, or give us your own ideas about movies that might be improved upon by adding a little body swapping. So the movie that I'm gonna throw out to you, and this is kind of a a little bit of a cheat, but I don't think it's exactly because um, it still falls within the horror genre. But I was going to say Friday the 13th, or rather Friday the 13th Part 2 with Jason Voorhees into the play, where Jason Voorhees switches bodies with the final girl. And now 
you have Jason hulking mutant Jason in the body of this faint like gal and then the you know the the survivor being put into Jason's body. So she's going to want revenge. Right. Ooh. But then is she going to kill her own body? Is she going to kill herself? Oh, I didn't even think of that part of it. Like maybe she wants revenge because her boyfriend was murdered, but now that the swap has happened, she's got all the strength in the world. Does she know how to change the swap back? So I think that would be the that would be something we would have to delve into more as far as what so, the rules we would So want if to she have. kills Jason in her body, mm-hmm. she herself, like her existing body is now mutilated right and she is stuck in his body that's i Ooh. feel like that's what would happen based on typical body swap rules i feel like you're trapped in that body right that's where that's where i'm at for it like if that dog got ran over by a car and family switch the baby's dead yes <laughs> and the dog will live the rest of his days in the baby's body and this is happening at the tail, like the very end of the movie. They do the swap. I think we could play. I, I think you could play around with the convention of it. I would probably do the swap halfway through. Let Jason build up a body count a little bit, take out some people, do the crazy swap, and then the whole third act is just. She has to make that decision, right? So it's a little bit. So again, it's not exactly the same, but there's the Vince Vaughn freaky. That has yep. the the final girl switch places with Vince Vaughn's character. It's not exactly the same. Um, we'll get to that eventually as well. Conceptually, I love it. I would need more information as far as like what's going to happen after if mm-hmm. she does kill him. So how do I answer this then? I mean, I don't know if it's something you have to answer right now. No, but... I have to answer <laughs> okay. this. No, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, I love the concept behind it. I just don't know how it would play out. I think taking, like, I think what would be interesting for me is that Jason has been in, like, 13 movies, 12 movies, and he's like, he went to space. He's gone to hell. But what if? Oh, okay. That's the concept of Friday the 13th. So now she's swapped bodies with Jason. She wanted her revenge. She mutilated her own body to specifically kill Jason. So now Jason Voorhees is kaputz. Okay. But now she is trapped in his body. Mm -hmm. But the only way that she can get out is to swap with somebody else and avoid them from doing the same thing. Okay. If you have a shit ton of money, <laughs> call us. They've been wanting to make another Friday the 13th for years. Just let us do it. This is like Friday the 15th. Ooh. The freaky Friday the 13th. Okay. Patent Listen. pending. <laughs> Patent Oswalt pending. And yeah, I think there's money there. So. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll try to think of other movies that might be improved upon, or maybe it just doesn't fit. I don't know. It's just it's just a chance for conversation, but just to come up with different things. I think it's kind of fun. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to to reach out to us and let us know. And what we can kind of tease for next time on Potty Swap 
is the uh, we're heading back to the eighties. Yes, so we're going full alcoholic, full blown Christian. If this is not the holy grail of eighties body swap movies, which to me is still vice versa with Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage. That to me is still my that's the holy grail. We can't do that one until we've built up our our roster better. But uh, like father, like son, the 1987 film starring the uh, ever drunk Dudley Moore, the ever religious Kirk Cameron, and Sean Astin. I guess is in this uh, well, I'll put a pin in it before I <laughs> put my comment in. That's the cliffhanger as to who I thought that was for three quarters of the movie before checking IMDb. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know what's coming in the pipeline. Thank you for listening today. Kevin, thank you for hanging out and talking about this weird, shitty movie with me. On the Netflix. On the Netflix. It's available to watch on Netflix. Watch it for yourself. You should watch it as you're listening to us. Yeah, watch it. Actually, don't. Just listen to <laughs> us. We watched it so you don't have to. I like that. I like that. That could be a good sign-off there on that. All right, until next time. Uh, we don't have a good catchphrase. We'll see you next time unless you're me, and then you'll see me. For- no, that sucked. <laughs> to be continued.